Pigeons 420. Mr. Grow It. And Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV. From the Stash Podcast. This show is brought to you by Dutch Pro USA. Nutrients made for growers by growers. From the base nutrients to the explode booster. Dutch Pro USA is bringing you the essentials that all growers need without the extra bottles. Visit Dutch Pro USA or find their products on Amazon.com. Spider Farmer LED. One of the leaders in affordable, quality LED lighting for growers. From the SF Quantum Board Series to the SE Bar Style LEDs. Spider Farmer has you covered without breaking the bank. Find Spider Farmer LEDs on Amazon.com. And AC Infinity. Innovators in the air game. Providing state-of-the-art inline fans, tents, and more to the home grower. Visit acinfinity.com or Amazon to pick up some of their products. And you could save money with any of these brands by checking out the discount codes below in the description. This is actually a viewer request, and I, I apologize, I forgot who it came from, but in particular, right now, a lot of people are having smaller grows. When you look at cities that are expanding the ability to grow, Chicago or New York, um, I think Virginia's got legal cannabis now coming soon, so it's like Virginia Beach area, let's say, and let's say Florida decides to, and you got Miami, places like that, or even just California, you're in LA. Now, growing isn't as easy for a lot of people if you don't have the space, but you can maximize that small space, you know, and I think that would be a good combo today. What about you boys? Totally concur. Totally concur. What do you think, Big Chris? Agreed. Light heavyweight, Chris. (laughs) 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 Beast mode. We walked around. Nobody fucked with us the whole time in Vegas because we had Chris. local. I had my well, two bouncers on yeah, each side of me. Tall. And then you get the little guy in the middle being like the real chirpy guy, like the ankle biter. Like, yo, come fuck with us. Come fuck with us. Yo, come, yo, you dog at me, bro? He's pointing. Hey, Chris, he's, like he's, he's looking around. at us funny, bro. Like a bro. Kevin Hart. Yeah. yeah, he's looking at us funny, man. Let's go get him. Get that motherfucker. Get him. What do you say to me? Oh, you don't like from the stash? Boys? <laughs> Oh yeah. man, small garden spaces, man. I think that's kind of right up all of our alleys. None of us are operating in these, uh, you know, these uh, thousand square foot warehouses and uh, trying to trying to conquer our our environment. We're really in a small indoor garden. I think that really speaks to a lot of people in the same situation. Um, whether you're in a closet, whether you're in a tent, whether you're even in a room, if, I think if you're indoors, essentially in a house, you're in a confined space. You know, you've got to kind of use what you have. You're limited in the real estate because it's your house, you know, and you're going to be paying for the hydro, the electricity, wherever you are. Uh, you're going to be paying for the uh, for the heat. You're going to be paying for for everything. So, yeah, keeping it keeping it tight in a small space. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, so like you said, some of us are like forced to be there. Plant counts. You know, I have 12. I'm lucky to have 12. Some states only have six plant max. Uh, Canada, right? Four plant max. Now you can veg out these plants and make them monsters and fill up an entire room. But uh, uh, yeah, for the most part, people are keeping in small spaces. I mean, there are a lot of folks out there that just have a two by two grow tent, you know, and they're putting one to two plants in there. Um, I personally have a two foot by four foot grow tent and also a four foot by four foot grow tent. I've done so many different combinations over the years. I had a four by eight, I had two four by fours, I had a four by four and a three by three. And I just ended off with the two by four and a four by four. Um, And really it comes down to, 
I don't do perpetual, so I um, like to have some plants in veg, some in flower, and just having the flexibility to have two different plant sizes in two different light cycles. Um, so that that's me. Um, but yeah, having, you know, keeping them in small spaces can certainly be a challenge in some avenues, right? I mean, you've got height restrictions, you know, particularly in a grow tent, you know, so um, there are certainly challenges and there are certainly benefits, you know, things can be easier when you're in a small space as well. Totally. Yeah. And I, I'll just throw this out there because I know we've touched on this a few times. Training, training, right? Let's just get it out of the way. Train your plants. You have the ability to create them to be really as tall and as wide and as small as you really want. So uh, utilizing training, you know, bending, super cropping, all of it, scrogging, uh, utilize the techniques that are available to you. And, and, and that's really going to maximize those small spaces. I um, just want to yeah. get that out of there because I know we've talked about training for, for small spaces and such, but uh, autos, like autos is a good question as oh, well. Dude. I don't yeah. fuck with them, but I'm, I'm an auto guy now. I'm going to say it, man. Like there's no, they just are smaller plants to automatically turn into fucking flowering plants. Like it, I don't see where there's a gripe about it other than the people who want to be able to train longer. I know I wish I would have trained some of these a little better than I did, but it was more the simple fact. I want to see how they grow. I want to see the natural characteristics that come from these cultivars in particular because my buddy who grows them does all see a green his whole room looks like they're just straight up boom but it's because he packs them in and i was just saying before the show i've got my four by four right here i pulled everything out of there other than three plants and i filled my entire four by eight that, that blows my mind but it's more about the fact that these plants were crammed in there like they were tight overlapping weaved together the canopy was real nice but it wasn't necessarily maximizing the space properly because all those plants weren't getting the adequate amount of light they weren't getting the treated properly because they were crammed in the space so if you're going to do something like autos you could either do you know let's say in my four by four i probably could have done eight of them even at these sizes that they are or i could have done four that were trained very flat and and worked their way out so that way they do interweave and they do work together that canopy i think either autos or photos you got to decide how you want to grow them tall and slender so you can put more in there or short and squatty. It doesn't matter if it's the cultivar or if it's how you train it. You got to consider that because you can fill up this a two by two, a four by four, whatever, with one plant or with ten plants. Like it really depends on the canopy. I think the focus should be canopy versus plant count, type of plant, or any of those things. It should canopy focus is key. Chris, you want to add something to that? Or no? Why did Autos. you think that? Why did well, you think that? <laughs> Just, Chris, this, is your, this is you this is your thing you, you you're, you're, well well you you've, you're far more uh, uh experienced at it than i am in general but no autos in general yeah i mean i will add some to it so um you know like you mentioned rob you have a four by eight i ran a bunch of autos uh back in the day in a four by eight and i think i put eight in there i might have squeezed 10 plants in there uh, some plants i grew naturally you know didn't train at all some plants i did do lst um, I didn't do topping back then. I personally feel like topping kind of slows things down, um, which could be a good thing if you're looking to slow down growth on some uh, strains, right? Um, it, like, for example, I grow a whole bunch of different cultivars. Um, some of these genetics are going to be longer internodes, stretchier, you know, no matter what the lights, what, how close the light is or what the light spectrum is. I know that can have an impact on it. Um, but utilizing topping, low stress training for these more stretchy cultivars. So the smaller, squattier ones um, can kind of catch up. Or sometimes you need to boost up those smaller, squatty ones, uh, you know, put them onto a crate, onto a wood 
pallet or whatever you want in order to try to maintain that even canopy and maximize that space. Um, so there's just so many different ways to go about it. Um, you know, your lighting's a factor, nutrition's going to be a factor, environment's going to be a factor, um, so many variables. And I know somebody told me I should make a shirt on that one is there's yeah. so many variables. Uh, that, maybe it, I will do a shirt do, soon. You do. Yeah, we you got need a million one. shirt ideas. We're going to do it. I just <laughs> we got do. this uh, new stay lifted. Wow, where do you find back. that? Where do you find that one? WatchCLTV.com under the apparel section. Check it out. Actually, Ooh. everything's on sale right now. 25% off for all of November. Get out of here. Get, Get out of here. Out. No yes. nut November. We're doing 25% off. I like that. I like that. You're going to be blowing a few loads. But let me continue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, was that a bit much? Susan, please, please don't hate please. it. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Otto's failed to mention, or we should mention, that uh, you only need one tent, man. You only need one space for autos. You can be vegging and flowering autos in the exact same tent. So if you don't have much for space, then, you know, I, I see the benefit if if you want to be utilizing autos at that point, too. So trying to keep it in a, in a confined space, autos are definitely a good option. Um, lighting for myself, uh, if I was in a small space, that kind of just that kind of just uh, weeds out the idea of high intensity dis- diode or display um discharge discharge i yeah. knew i was wrong on all three of those um <laughs> you're, you're giving off way too much heat and you're going to be trying to combat that that environmental element more than you should if you just grab yourself a, a, a very run-of-the-mill affordable led shout out to our sponsor spider farmer um high intensity is going to be out of the question in a small space well even you're going to actually be able to light too it might be too much depending on that's a lot in a small space Ahead, and you're going to be able to get your light closer to the plants, right? We're talking about maximizing a, small, a space, right? Small space. Um, you're going to be able to, a, a lot of these grow lights are, are one, they're shaped so you can bring them up closer to the top of the tent, you know, so you can grow plants up um, more and get them closer to the light. So you can definitely um, maximize space with LEDs, in my opinion. 100%. For sure. And I think less overall uh, equipment in the grow too. Well, you still will need, you know, intake and outtake, obviously ducting won't be an issue when you don't have an air-cooled hood and something like that i mean you could still do the wing hood but i haven't seen those since the early 2000s or in for the commercial grows but people who are using a cooled hood even a cmh so i had a cmh light in my 4x4 at one point it took up a lot of space and then i've got this crinkled up shitty ducting to get out and it's it's taking up so much space in there and that could have been room for either a more lighting b some sort of zo2 disbursement um some sort of meter, thermohygrometer, something else in that space that would have been utilized better and that would have cost less money. So I think that thinking about your equipment, like whether, I think starting out, obviously with your, your space is small, photos or autos or both, your equipment that you're going to get in there, the size of the equipment too, because let's say, for example, um, quantum boards versus the bar lighting. You could space out, I've got two quantum boards in here versus bars in here. The bars have, they're where they're at. I have no leverage no movement no space the quantum boards it's i've got three of them in here now so it's like i've just got a little bit more leverage in terms of space if i had one big ass light i have to fit this thing in my space i'm restricted to the square space of this light so that could be a factor as well they also have strip lights through um like mars they've got those fc series and i know chill tech has their x1 series that are more bar based lighting so if you're in like let's say a closet that's more flat and you can't get those wider lights in there. You can get bar lights that are three bars, one bar. I, I think Spider Farmer might even have the bars that are smaller too, right? 
they have the SE series, uh, but they also have like a Veg Light. That's just one. I don't know if I don't know if you consider you don't really consider it a bar, but it is a uh, just one longer light. Yeah. So depending if you have like a, a you know closet, like one of those sliding door closets, you may need to get something like that because not everybody is in a small space as a tent. It could be a small crawl space even that they're using. I've seen some crazy setups, man. Showers, like just weird DIY stuff that works really well. But it's more about utilizing the space that you have with the equipment you have and also the cultivars. I wouldn't recommend getting some sativas in your space with HPS and, you know, all your ducting and all this crazy stuff. You're just really going to be going in an uphill battle at that point. Yeah, you bring up a great point. I just want to echo what you're talking about, multiple lights instead of one big light. So that's what I prefer. Um, you know, Spider Farmer just offered to send me the SF4000. I'm like, uh, can you send me two of the SF2000s? Just because, you know, having two of those lights in the same space, a full by four space, for example, I plan to put it in my full by four grow tent. I have that flexibility. So if some plants are taller than the others, like Rob mentioned, sativas or whatever, that, you know, morphology of the plant is going to grow longer, you know, generally. Um, I can bring up one of the lights on one side of the tent. And if I have more squattier plants on the other side, well, I can lower that light. So, um, yeah, definitely a good point there. And then as far as the equipment, Certainly, uh, oftentimes you can have your equipment outside of the grow tent. Like my right now, I have my ducting. Everything's outside. Like it's just the ducting's connected to the ventilation stock up top, but it's run outside to the intake fan and then out. Um, and then humidifier can be placed out. Obviously, dehumidifiers. You know, most of those are too big to place inside the tent, so that's going to be outside your tent as well. But um, yeah, if you can keep most as much of your equipment outside of the tent as possible you can really maximize the grow space i think one of the pieces of equipment that you would probably need to keep in the tent would be oscillating fans you know so get some air movement in there that's kind of tough too right now i'm dealing with that my four by four it's like do i get one of these not so durable not so handy clip oscillating fans do i go get one of these i have a like a tall standing almost uh Looks like an air purifier type of fan in my larger one here that just fits right in the corner. It, it, that works perfect. But in here, the four by four, I'm like, shit, what am I going to do? So it's a good point there to think about what are you going to sacrifice in terms of space? Because you're going to have to have a couple things in here no matter what. It's going to have to happen. So what can you have on the outside versus the inside that are going to make it good for your grow, for your setup of getting into your grow? Because people take that out of consideration or they don't take that in consideration as well with scrogging. So the screen of green method is great too to be able to, if you're not familiar, to weave your plants through a trellis netting, flatten it out pancake style so every portion of that plant is getting hit by light. So it's not like it's a tall plant with the bottom, it's flat. Now that works good, but if you put it too low, how are you going to water or how are you mm. going to deal with the canopy management? And I've been there before where I'm down there breaking my back to deal with the plants and it becomes a real headache. And a four by four, you almost need to elevate your, your plants pretty damn high so that way you're able to just kind of crouch down to, to deal with it. It really is, it's frustrating. It's Max frustrating. Maximizing your grow space in a confined area includes that the space that you're going to need to maintain those plants. That is something that I failed to acknowledge when I did my scrog. Up until this point, I've always, I've always been in a confined space, but I've never been in a tent. And I didn't realize that, you know, you don't, my motto is grow low. You know, you train these plants low low profile you're maximizing the amount of space that you have between the light and the plant you can then adjust and you can fill the space with big nuggets rather than you know tall and lanky so i always grow low but then when i applied that to a tent with a scrog i very quickly realized that with five plants in a four by four space 
I can't get the back plants. Now I can, but God, does it take an incredible amount of effort. And you're taught, you're busting your back. Don't even beat around the bush. You have to do this every day. So you're getting down on your hands and knees, stretched out in like the uh, the dog pose. I don't know what it is. Oh, yoga. I get down there and twerking out so I can get in there. You got to work it's, that shit. You have to. You have to. You, you have to. You have to. So it's like maximizing your growth space would be also taking into consideration the space needed to maintain those plants. And that would be the space between the canopy and the pot not just the canopy and the light. That was a big learning uh, lesson for myself. Easy fix for that. If you got a little bit, if you got some money is auto watering system, right? So mm. blue mats oh, yeah. are good. I know Rob, you have the different type of auto watering system. I forget what the those ones are. Hydrolock system. Yeah. The hydrolock system yep. is another one. Um, and if anybody wants to really get into detail on the scrog technique, I actually have a whole episode, you know, a little self promo, self shout out here. Uh, whole episode. On your own here. show? How dare you? How dare you? Uh, on uh, Garden Talk with Mr. Groet podcast, um, search uh, YouTube, um, how to master the scrog technique. Um, me and Beast Coast uh, Grower, are, um, Beast Coast Farmers? No, Beast Coast Grower. Uh, he, there's two different guys. He, um, everybody's loving that episode because we get into the nitty gritty detail. Like I'm talking as much detail as possible. I try to pull out of him because he does it so well. Um, so just FYI, if anybody really wants to get deep into the scrock technique and learn details on that one. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's good is where like, there's certain things that we talk about on the show that we have talked about other places, but all three of us have slightly different methods of growing. We've talked to different people. Chris has become the Napoleon Hill of weed. So now <laughs> we, we get all this great information. So. We could bounce ideas, and, and I've changed my approach from conversations we've had together. I've implemented different things that I didn't have in my garden that seemed like common sense that these guys have been doing. Like, like oh, duh. I think that the key thing is, is figuring out what works in your own garden, because what even what we say doing this, 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 and this, it may not be applicable in a small Chicago apartment, you know? And certain things need to be tweaked and refined for your space. That's, that's definitely a key element in this. And, and with that being said, you've got, the people who have the plant count issues. So we're talking about four plants, six plants, 12 plants. And that's where, when you're saying training your plant, that's going to be your biggest technique. But if you're in a 12 plant setup or a six plant setup, you may not even have to do that. You could just fill that space up and do a sea of green, so to speak. Now, some people confuse SOG or uh, sea of green with SCROG, not comparable at all in terms of you're going to just have a canopy of, of colas. It's going to be a lot more plants that aren't trained, that are just put in there small, you know, colas so to speak that you're going to just have single buds maybe a couple buds on there but quarter ounce to an ounce of plant is what i've seen on average and but you have a lot of them in at once and you're going to be pulling comparable weight like you would from something you've vegged a long time you're going to get more harvest per year your turnaround times quicker your harvests are quick everything's faster but you're having a bunch of plants in there at once if they're smaller containers you're gonna to have to water more frequently if you've got the canopy that's so low like that it's a little plant you're going to have to get into there and still deal with that somehow. So that's where auto watering in a, a sea of green may be the more ideal setup. I, personally, if I was going to do that, but if like you don't a flood have a drain, what that'd be perfect. Yeah. Ebb and flow. Yeah. If you don't have the, the capability for plant count to do it though, you're kind of screwed. You can't, you can't do that. You got four. Plants. And I think at that point you need to start taking into consider strain selection, cultivar selection. You need to consider what's going to work for you and your environment. Now, you might have thought I came up with that all by myself, but I didn't. I'm actually taking uh, comments from the chat here live on Twitch because we go live twice a week, Tuesdays 
and Thursdays shortly after noon, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time on twitch.tv slash from the stash podcast. So if you want to come join the conversation and join a session after the conversation, come join us for the conversation. Shout out to you guys. I appreciate it. But that's why you'd want to. God, I'm getting good at that. Perfect. But that's why you want to uh, take into consideration strain selection. I, I personally would want to have something that's not going to be tall and lanky. I want something that's more, you know, more, more bushier, got a little more stature to it so that I don't have to worry about that massive train and worried about buds falling over. And if I'm doing a sea of green, I'm looking for something that's going to be able to take, you know, less frequent waterings, something that's going to be less prone to mold because you're going to be having such close space. Just same things to take into consideration when you're, you're, you're trying to maximize space through cultivar selection. Even flowering time too. You know, I, I fucked up before and got something that I knew was a good flavor, and it turns out to be a 12-week grower. I'm like, oh, my God. That's How brutal. am I going to have this happen? Like, this GMO I just had. Like, I, I had clones of it, and I just got rid of them immediately. I'm like, oh, why did I do this? I knew. Somebody told me it'd take forever. This one took 13 weeks. Thir- they told me 11. They lied. It was 13. And it wasn't even that great a smoke. It was pretty good, but it wasn't, like, 13 weeks good. It yielded very well. But if I'm trying to have so many harvests per year or to be able to have it so I grow seasonally, so to speak, I, you can't do that. That's not an option. You need something that's going to be a slightly faster flower or else a heavier yielder or something that's real potent that you're not going to have to, you know, smoke quite as much of. And for me, I smoke a shitload anyway, so it doesn't matter. But you have to focus on the outcome more than just the end flower because it's really important of course you want to smoke good good bud and you're going to find that balance but when you're just getting started if you're limited on your space you're limited on your plant count you're not going to be able to have that much flower and you'll still be at the dispo or in the streets getting your shit so you got to start somewhere and maybe a heavier yielder may be the best option i started with a few uh, critical mass crosses like when i started really thinking about harvest and yield and i didn't like to smoke that much but it was nice to be able to have something to fall back on when i'm trying to find what i want i've got jars of this decent shit that's I'm not paying top dollar for, you know, especially at then it was 240 a Z. So, mm. yeah, yeah, boys. I mean, I don't know when it comes down to uh, maximizing that space. That's pretty much for me. That's what I got down there. Um, I- I'd say for everybody, it's going to be a little different when it comes down to what your end result is. Flavor chasing, yield chasing, right down the center. You're going to have to pay attention to a lot of variables. Where you live is always a big factor. The environment your accessibility of nutrients or or products or supplies, people really need to consider the fact that the variables are so dramatically different everywhere that you got to try it first before you're like, this is the way to do it. Don't just go thinking that the way Pigeons does it or the way Chris does it, the way I do it, now you can go do it and you're going to get the same results. You're going to have to tweak it and modify it for your space and for your environment. Just And and I think it's it's important to know that you don't always need top-end shit either you know maximizing space might mean that you need to diy something to fit in a cabinet uh, an existing place that you already have you might need to you know you might not be able to you, you know maximizing confined space might be maximizing the space that you're in because you can't order leds you, you know i know there's places in europe that don't have access to the leds that we have so to maximize your space you might need to use a different source of lights maybe you're using cfls maybe you do have to use some kind of high intensity discharge who knows who knows but it like you said the variables are are extensive and sometimes you have to just work with what you've got in the space that you have with the budget that you have with the spouse that you have you know it, it it's it all works together 
Definitely think we covered some good basics, though, in this episode, for sure. Um, You know, definitely uh, some good ones. I would like to know in the chat, in the comments, what advice do you have? What tips do you have for maximizing your grow space? Let us know down in the comment section below. That'd be beautiful. And if you're over here on Twitch, just chill. Just chill. Stick around. We'll be talking in a minute, okay? If you're on YouTube, we appreciate you tuning in. If you're listening to this, appreciate you listening. Continue smoking. Continue having a great day. Even better tomorrow. We'll see you next time. It's your boy Rob from CLTV. Pigeons 420. There he is. Mr. Grow It right next to me. One of these spots. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Peace. Peace.